You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. As always on 98.7 ESPN, and you know me, I'm a, I'm a jovial sort. And we start Saturday's shows and we're, we're all excitable and college football is upon us and NFL is already started. Watching the Cowboys lose, I think it put everyone uh, in this country in a very good mood. And, of course, we have the Giants tomorrow. We have the Jets tomorrow at 11 o'clock right here on 98.7 ESPN against Sam Darnold. And, I mean, sports are at a fever pitch. They're thriving at the moment, right? I mean, you Mets over the Yankees last night, and what, what a disaster the Yankees are at the moment. I mean, if, if the Mets have their way with you, I mean, the Mets can't beat the Marlins. The Mets can't beat anybody. The Mets stink, and the Mets have their way with the Yankees um, oh my, is all I can say. And Gary Sanchez, I mean, if you haven't seen enough of Gary Sanchez, so that that's what we do, right? We, we're going to do a football frenzy. R.J. Bell is going to hopefully join us uh, in the 11 o'clock hour. Stump Rothenberg at 10.30. That's what we do. We are sports. Like, I, when, when people say Rothenberg, you think sports. Passion, fanaticism, all of it. But today's a, a different kind of day. Um, and I don't want it to take over the show, but I wanted to be there for the start of the show, and I wanted to at least have a moment that we just kind of reflect back of, of 20 years. And, you know, I remember like it was yesterday, and I have, of course, my story involves me and my, my lunacy. Uh, the Giants played. I was doing morning radio, early morning radio in Greenwich, Connecticut, uh, and I used to have to get on the, the train at Grand Central at like 3.30, 3.34, I think the train was, and get up to Greenwich and be there um, by 4.25, and then I would, you know, start my reports and, and, and all of it. But the Giants played, if you remember, on September the 10th, and they played the Broncos out in Denver, and that was on the heels of the Giants having been in the Super Bowl the year prior. So I was so excited for the Giants and, and that game. And, the I mean, the, the game went till till you know, I, you know, I think they started at 9 o'clock still back then. So the game was going to go to 12.15, 12.30. And I remember talking to my boss up at the station in Greenwich and saying, you know, I, I, I don't think I can come in Tuesday. I, I'd like to take a personal day. It's just, it's just too much to watch the game till 12.30 and then get on the train at 3.30 and wake up at 2.45. It's just, I'm going to take a personal day. He's like, you're going to take a personal day? I said, yeah. All right. So Giants lose. I'm despondent. I'm upset. I went to bed thinking, God, could there be anything worse in the world than the Giants losing this game? And I'm lying in bed, and I lived on 27th Street and 2nd Avenue, and I'm lying in bed, and all I hear, and I have like the, and, and, and again, there's no humor in 9-11, but my story, of course, typifies me, and you'll, I think, in some ways appreciate it. So I'm lying in bed, and it's 7.30, and I'm like, God, I'm so upset, and I roll over at 8.30, Nine o'clock, and I remember we lived on the twenty-sixth floor, and I remember just a ton of activity on the street. But it's New York City, right? And those of you that live in New York City understand that there can be a ton of activity in the in the streets. And I just remember, you know, noises and 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 fire engines and police cars, and I, I didn't honestly think all that much of it. So, you know, then the phone starts to ring. I'm like, God, you know, this is just well, what an awful day this is turning into already. You know, I can't even sleep. I just want people to leave me alone. Uh, the Giants have lost. What could be worse than that in my world at the moment? Uh, finally, I think, I mean, it was after the Pentagon had been hit. Finally, I get out of bed, and I'm furious. Uh, who, who's bothering me? And I start listening to the machine. 
And my first introduction into what, in fact, is happening, I'm listening to, and, and just shows you how long ago it is, my answering machine, and everyone's so vague. I hope you're okay. What an awful thing. I hope you're okay. And I start saying, like, well, I mean, it's only week one, right? I mean, the Giants lost to the Broncos, but they'll bounce back, and they have a pretty good team. So I'm, I'm okay. I'm going to be okay. And then, the next, you know, God, I just I can't believe that this is happening. And I'm like, you know, I wonder why people are taking this game more seriously than, than other games because it was only week one. And then finally, like the eighth message is, God, I hope I re- I'm thinking of you. Please call me. I hope you're okay. And, and with what's happening at the Pentagon, I just can't believe it. And I think to myself, and I remember this vividly, I think to myself, hmm, with what's happening at the Pentagon, I wonder if that's on television. So I turn on the TV and, of course, immediately see what's going on. Now, I lived on 27th and 2nd looking south, had a beautiful view of the Twin Towers. And I remember, and I will always remember, the, the seconds of going from the TV to the blinds. And I walked over to the blinds, and I think to myself, I wonder, and this is such a wild thought in retrospect, I wonder if I can see what's happening at the Trade Center from... In fact, my apartment, because it's not that far, and I open the blinds, and I, I mean, to say aghast would be an understatement. I, I mean, just could not believe what I, I, mean, I saw. The tower's already down at that point. I'd slept through the entire thing with the thought that the Giants are ultimately so important. And I always remember, and, and I know it's a weird thing, but everybody has the, their moment. I, I was, I, of course, heartbroken and, and just, you know, went through all the emotions that everyone went through and then had the thought and maybe not right at that moment. And then, of course, the TV was on and my roommate at the time actually worked down there and he came back covered in, in all sorts of ash and dust and everything. But I remember in the coming days thinking to myself, and I think a lot of us probably have had this thought um, at some point or another, you know, sports doesn't matter at all. I rem- and I remember having discussions like, I- I'm never going to care again. Sports is, it's, it's meaningless. What, I- I'm going to care whether a guy can, can take a football over, over a goal line? How, how can I ever do this again? Like, right? And everyone had those thoughts of, God, everything just has no meaning. And I think that's what we, we all have had. But my God, I mean, it's 20 years ago today. And you think about um, just what that was. And again, the, the entire country felt it. But I don't think anywhere felt it like we did. I, I don't think anyone, and I'm sure D.C. felt it. And actually, uh, my wife had friends that were on Flight 93, which crashed crashed in uh, Shanksville, Pennsylvania. Uh, we, everyone felt it. And everyone knew someone. And everyone knew heroes. And everyone, if you didn't know someone, you knew someone who knew someone who perished on 9-11. So I'm sure in D.C., it was tremendously emotional. I'm sure in other places in this country, it affected like you, you can't even imagine, but not like here and, and not like here. And it just, you, you, your life changed that day, right? My life changed that day. Think, going to bed as, as a stupid, what was I? Oh, one, as a stupid 20, 28-year-old kid. And I use the term kid loosely. A 28-year-old kid and waking up, and opening those blinds and realizing, my God, th- this is this is a totally different life that we will lead from this moment forward, and that's what it was. And then it was it was panic, and 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 the thing that you know, and of course you have such respect for all those that went down and 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 helped, and then got sick consequently because of it, or, or those that lost their lives or families, or and I know Adam Schefter, right? I mean his 
his current wife lost her husband on 9-11, and he wrote a book about it. And I read it, and it was, it was so well done, and it kind of an honor. And I believe his name was Joe DeMeo, kind of an honor to him. But everybody has that here in New York. Everybody knows someone or knows someone who knows someone. And it was, it was a day you'll never forget. I mean, we say never forget, but you don't need to say that for this day. It, it was 20 years ago, and honestly, I remember, and I know you do as well, every single thing that came with it. And I'll always remember that moment, and, and I, I just, you know, watching Joe Torrey and how he handled himself and watching Bobby Valentine and thinking to myself, God, what, what pride. And watching the Giants go to Kansas City. So that Sunday, so it's September the 11th, I believe, was a Tuesday and a beautiful day. I mean, just a, a gorgeous, not a cloud in the sky, clean, crisp day. And that was a Tuesday. That Sunday, there was no football. Right, they decided to, and rightfully so. We're not gonna, we're not gonna play games on this Sunday. And then, the following Sunday, I believe the Giants went to Kansas City, and I remember thinking, like I did moments after I saw the towers come down, how will we ever go crazy for sports again? How will we ever get nuts for a guy hitting a baseball or or taking a, a basketball and putting it through a net? It's never going to feel, it'll never feel the same again because it doesn't matter because ultimately it really doesn't matter. But I remember the Giants taking the field and I remember Kansas City and the fans in Kansas City standing and giving a, a, a huge ovation to the Giants. And I remember the Giants, you know, the, the, the team and, and everyone on the bench and the coaches, NYPD, NYFD hats, and thinking there was this tremendous sense of, of unity and pride. And I don't know that we feel that anymore, but back then on that day, we certainly did. And I'll always remember that day and thinking, you know what? It's, it's kind of, it's okay. It's okay to, to, to feel emotion for other things. And it took a while to get back to, I mean, for my lunacy and I'm sure your craziness and, you know, Aaron Boone stinks and Brian Cashman is horrendous and get rid of this guy, right? You didn't have that then. The Yankees run of 2001. And I don't like the Yankees and I root against them any stretch I can. But that was the one time I was like, you know, if they're going to win... Let it be 2001. And they didn't. We know what happened in Mariano and Luis Gonzalez and Tony Womack in that ninth inning. But they, they were, were such a great run that year. Remember Jeter, Mr. November? The home runs off Kim. Tino Martinez. But the one that I think we will always remember was when it came back. I think the first game played at all, certainly in New York, was the Mets and the Braves. And it was just, there were tears there were ovations. There was heartache. You didn't. You didn't know how to feel, right? I mean, I, I mean, I didn't even lose anyone close to me. You just. You. You were broken. We were broken. We were unified, but we were broken. And that day, when the Mets played the Braves, I think it was on nine twenty one. I think it was ten days later, and you didn't know how to react or what to do. And then Mike Piazza walks to the plate in the eighth inning. I think it was against Steve Carse, a New York kid, and hits a mammoth two-run home run to give the Mets a 3-2 lead. And you thought just for, for a second, you know what? I can go crazy. I can be excited. Something else is, is it's okay to emote for, for another event, for something. And since then, of course, and it always does, life gets back to normal, and we don't spend day after day after day reflecting on 9-11 like we probably should. But on days like today, we have to. And we think back to what we were and how unified we were. 
and how we came together as a city and how there were people that you would have helped and done anything for that day. And you watched the video, and I mean, I remember just staying up night after night after night just watching these poor people. I can't find my husband. I can't find my girlfriend. I can't find this person. And I remember, and it was one of the great mistakes I've made in my life, and I didn't do anything terribly wrong, but if you remember, they had at the Armory on 28th Street and Park Avenue, they set up kind of a, 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 I don't even know what I would call it. I mean, everyone took just photos of their loved ones or people they were searching for and, and kind of congregated there. And I remember thinking, boy, I, I'd love to go there and, and help and do something. And I went there and I thought to myself, oh, my God. I mean, it was, it was too much. It was too much. And I didn't have someone that I was looking for in these poor people. And I saw them sobbing and, and crying and hysterical and, 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 you know, getting reassured. And Yankees members went there and Mets members went there. And, and everyone just wanted to help. And everyone just wanted to do the right thing. And 9-11, as awful as it was, and it was a day that we will, I mean, 20 years to the day, and we discuss it like it was yesterday. Because I'll remember it like it was yesterday. But there was something about that day which you felt, God, this, this is some kind of city. This is some kind of place that we bond together so tightly when there's such catastrophe in our city. So I don't want to spend the entire show on it, but I wanted to open the show on it because, as we say, and rightfully so, we will never forget, ever, ever, ever. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. Ty, my good man, how are you? I'm doing very well, man. That was a, uh, you, know, you are a seasoned professional. There's a reason you get paid the big bucks. Poignant, open, you nailed it. I uh, just want to give a special shout out to all of those who were affected by 9-11. You know, many lost their lives. And oh. I think what gets lost also, um, I came across a story yesterday of this kid I went to high school with. I wasn't tight with him. I didn't know him that well. Uh-huh. But he reflected on, you know, it being five years since his mom passed away. She didn't die on 9-11, but she was affected by it. You know, she got breast cancer. So I think sometimes what gets lost is, you know, people, that the effects of it after, like not necessarily dying on that day, but still feeling it and having to deal with that. Uh, so just wanted to give a, a special shout out to those as well. You know, praying for everyone here in the country. God yeah, bless there, you all. There's so many. I mean, when you look at, at how many people were affected either on that day or in the coming days or years later who had effects from those days of being down there on the pile, which they called it. I mean, it just it really it really is endless. Yeah, it, really, it really, really is. And it's, it's something that will I mean, it'll never go away for us. And it, it shouldn't. I mean, if you, you know, if you if you. If you forget the past, you're 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 what is it? You're doomed to repeat it. I mean, we never, certainly never want anything like that to happen again. But I I thought it was necessary to spend some time and and reflect and think back of what we were and and where we are now and and that's what I decided to do. So I appreciate um, you giving me kudos, but I, I wish I I wish we could just come on here and yell about Aaron Boone and and the Yankees oh, and Gary Aaron Sanchez. And oh my God! Well, how about Sanchez? I mean, I mean, my God. Well, I mean, he's he's lost. Like he, you know, what's so funny about Sanchez? I was talking to uh, because you like to take days off. So Pat O'Keefe was uh, filling in last I, week. See, I don't under, see. I don't understand. I'm confused. <laughs> I'm confused by you. What do you mean? Well, a couple of things. Let me let me ask you a question. Sure. Contractually, sure. Okay. I, I have a, I have a con- you understand what a contract is? Yes, I, I do. Okay, great. So in my contract, I have a certain amount of days that I am contractually allowed to take off. Sure. And, and and then I take said days off, 
and I have to hear from from people like you of how how dare you take the no, days off that you're allowed dare. to take it's, off. It, it just feels like you've got more. It feels like you work. Um, you you have more days off than you actually work. Like every time I turn around, it's a, a filling host. And you know, I love. Well, well, how about, how I about love this? these guys. How, how about this? You're, you're never here. How can, about can this? you show up? It's the Dave Rothenberg show, but every yeah. week it's you know Dan Grassa, Pat O'Keefe, someone else. So you think these guys? In. Pa- so what you're saying is they pale in comparison to me. No. And when they're here, you're like, oh, we miss him no, so much. No, it's not that. I, thank it's, you for it's that, that We should actually rebrand the show. It's not the Dave Rothenberg show. It's the Pat O'Keefe show. It's the, it's the Gordon Damer show. It's the Dan Grosser show. And sometimes it's the Dave Rothenberg show. So over the course of a, a year, a full calendar year, which is 52 weeks, if you were not um, of that knowledge, okay? okay. <laughs> uh, I think I do 42 of the 52 weeks. I don't know that that's true. No, oh, I'm, I'm uh, telling you, my you're, friend. You're Matthew. But the point I was going to make was... Yeah, which and this is what I, I, I do not respect about you, <laughs> is that, you know, it, it's a solemn day. We're reflecting. We're having a little bit of fun as well. And you just, you had to go there. You, you had to take shots. I wouldn't take shots at you right now. You, I will later, but okay. not now. Um, so here's the thing. It, yeah. It's so funny. We go back five years, so 2016, when when Aaron Judge and Gary Sanchez are both coming up. You know, Judge can't stop striking out. Sanchez can't stop hitting home runs. There's a legitimate conversation as to who's better between these two players. Like, who has the higher ceiling? Is it Sanchez or is it Judge? We Five years later, we look back on that conversation, and it feels, like, pathetic. Like, it's absolutely insane to see, you know, how, how Judge has lived up to his expectations. You know, he's he's become, what, you know, one of the best players in baseball, and Sanchez has just fallen flat on his face. It, um, it's, it's, it's insane. The, Yan- the Yankees, now, the Mets, the Mets are not good, and the Mets drive They're me not. crazy. But, the I, like, I've, I'll watch the Mets. I hope they win. But I've come to terms with the Mets. You know what I mean? Like, I, I know they're not going to go to the playoffs this year. I told you and Jake that. And you're like, you give no chance. No chance. The, the Mets will not go to the playoffs. I've come to terms with that. I think you guys are still dealing with the, well, I mean, we're right there. We can get in. I, I got to tell you, man. The, first of all, I, I and I can't believe this. I don't know that the Yankees are going to get in. And secondly, the Yankees stink. I mean, they 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 really do. They I mean, for what they should be, and I I don't want to hear. Well, I mean, you know, Cole is out, and Tyone is out, and Herman and Severino. Every every team has that, right? You want to run through every team. Let's run through every team who has guys out. George Springer's barely played this year, and Trevor Bauer's now going to be on leave for the rest of the year. And I mean, give give me. I mean, Jacob Degrom has been out. You can go to any team and find this. Lindor was out for a lot of the year, and Baez was on the the IL after they got him. I mean, there's a ton of injury. Conforto missed, and he's not good anyway. But Conforto missed a ton of time. So so stop it. I don't want to hear the excuses. But I think that you guys are still in this this kind of like you haven't come to terms with the fact that. I mean, you just—you're not good. Yeah, but because you know what's so frustrating, like when the Yankees had that that stress the first three months of the season, where they were pretty average, and it was you know fire Boone, fire Cashman. We had already gotten to the off season where we made all these changes. Then they win what thirty-five of forty-six games. Like that's the frustrating part because we saw the team right. that was supposed to start the season, you know, as the favorites to, to to win the pennant. Like we saw them, we saw that materialize, and now we're back to where we were right. four months. ago. I think ago. it's a great point. See, because with the Mets and and the Mets, they had the lead. They had the lead for a long time, but I don't think you ever looked at the Mets and and felt comfortable. Like you never looked at the Mets and thought, "Boy, this team is just—they're so good. Their pitching was excellent, but they've struggled hitting." 
the entirety of the season. The Yankees won 13 games in a row, and you're like, God, they are so good. Like, there's something in there. It's almost like when you have a kid, and they go to school, and they take a test, and it's 100, and then they take the next test, and it's a 72. You're like, well, I don't understand. Yeah. I know you're smart. It's just, are you not dedicating yourself? Are you not focused on it? Like, how are you able to get the 100 on any test that you want on any day? Like, you can destroy the Red Sox, and you can you can hammer the A's, and there's good teams that you can have your way with, but when it's the Orioles or the Angels or the Blue Jays or the Mets, you can't beat these teams? Yeah. I mean, if I was a Yankees fan, I, I'm, I've already had my come-to-Jesus moment with the Mets. Like, I know what they are. They're not that good. They're a, a flawed franchise. It might be worse. Buster only told us yesterday that there's, there's a, a real thought around baseball circles. The Mets are more dysfunctional this year than, in fact, they were last year when the Wilpons owned the team. So I know what the Mets are. But I think the Yankees fans have to kind of step into that same territory. The Yankees aren't far off. They're and, not. And by I mean, the get, way, how about this? How about this, Dave? Yeah, tell me. What do you got? Thursday night. So the Yankees get swept by the Jays. They never Did had you know that they didn't lead, lead in the series? It's the first time since, what, 1926. It's, 1908, it's, I thought. Uh, or 26 or 08. Oh, oh wait. Jake says 08. Uh, even worse. <laughs> Luke Voigt hits a, a solo home run in the in the ninth inning of that game, a, a game the Yankees are trailing, and he's celebrating in the dugout. Oh, I know. Celebrating. I know. That That's the guy that when the team is down 21 nothing, and he makes a big hit, a big tackle, and he stands over the wide receiver. It's like, dude, you're losing 21 to nothing. Luke Voigt, you're, you're going to lose the game, and you're celebrating. And my God, I mean, Andrew Heaney. Oh, my. I mean, this guy's a disaster. Yeah. He is just, he's dreadful. But they didn't, Ty, they didn't lead in a four-game set. Do you understand how difficult it is? At home. At home. And it's not like the Blue, the Blue Jays are the, uh, you know, 98 Yankees. And what did the Blue Jays do last night? <laughs> they they lost went to, to Baltimore the with their best pitcher on the mound, and, and they lost. lost to the Orioles. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's falling I mean, apart, David. football can't get here quickly enough, and thankfully for us, football, in fact, is here. Right? Jets tomorrow, 11 o'clock on 9870 ESPN against... Sam Darnold and the Panthers, Giants at 425. I am so excited for the start of football. I can't even tell you. Now, I got to bring this to your attention. Rick says, bad guy, bad parenting. I want you and Jake to chime in. Will you do that for me? Let's do it. Okay. So Ben's baseball schedule comes out. And every they, they played last night. He played well, batted third, big double, pitched close out the game, did very well. Very proud of him, okay? Sure. Schedule comes out, it's almost littered with doubleheaders on Sunday, like 2 and 4.30. Almost as if the coach is like, I don't want you at the game. He's trolling you. He's, he's, he's mocking me, okay? And I tell Ben, Ben, listen, I want to know all about the games, but I will not be at the Sunday games. Oh, Rick no. is like, You're, what kind of parent are you? How could you do this? You got to go to the games. Is that, honestly, in your mind, bad parenting or great fandom? No, it's bad parenting. It is. Yeah, because you, I mean, we're in 2021, we've now evolved to a point where we can actually bring the game wherever we are. Like, I don't need to be sitting in my living room in front of the television uh, to watching games anymore. Like, it, it can be yeah, but on I, my I, that's phone. what I need. I can't, I've got you don't the understand. AirPods situation so you don't going do on. Do you know what happens if I they, don't they have understand. a two o'clock game and a 4 30 game? Okay? okay. Do you understand what happens if I'm sitting on the first base side of things? 
and the Giants are playing and I'm watch, I'm streaming the Giants game and something bad happens, a kid will be up in the batter's box and I'll go apoplectic. They'll think someone's having a heart attack on the sideline. Yeah, line. but baseball is such a slow game. You don't need to watch every single pitch. You can sit there and watch every minute I'm not going to watch every game. single pitch. You're not going to watch any of them. Right. It makes you a bad parent. I don't think so. Jake, bad parent? Good good, good thing I'm doing. Right thing, proper thing. Well, here's the deal. If it's a double header, what you need is Manfred to take over your son's little league and shorten the innings. How long is the game anyway? It doesn't matter. It's 2 and 4.30. Yeah, but if, for example, in MLB, now double headers are seven innings. If a game, if your little league son's... if not little hit, league. Well, oh. Well, if his game is how many? Six or seven innings? Seven innings. Seven innings, which is already what a double header is. If Manfred takes over, maybe he can shorten those innings to like four or five. Doesn't matter. It doesn't, if it's a four-inning game, I can't go. I can't go on a football Sunday. You're missing the point. So you can't miss any moment of football any. Sunday. No. Well, could you imagine something big happens? Like your son is involved in some like huge accomplishment. Which I'm sure he will. And you know, you're sitting there with the the Giants at three and eight. You know, in Carolina, Daniel Jones fumbled. The Giants lose but forty here, to here's, three. Here's the thing, also. Here's and, the thing, also. Here's the thing, also. And, and you miss that big moment. Let, let it's defend, a moment you'll never this. have. Let me defend this for a moment, and I think maybe it will it will change your viewpoint. Um, Sherry, my beautiful wife, will be at the games that I don't go to. Not so, the same. So, why? Well, it's different. The, the father-son relationship, when it comes to you know sports fandom, it's different. It's a different connection. I, I don't, all, with I, all I don't due think respect, so. I, 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 think I, so. I think that Sherry being there holds, if not the same, maybe even more weight. <laughs> and I will find <laughs> this out. This is what you're going to try to tell yourself to yeah. you know feel better. About I got. It. I got to be. I got to be honest. And Dave, I, come I on. am. I am so torn. Who like, has, it, This who, is really difficult. Who has brought you more happiness in the last ten years? Your son or the Giants? It, it better be your son, because the Giants haven't brought us much they in the last decade. They haven't won a playoff decade. game in a decade. Well, we, we, first of all, you just used the word brought in. Ooh. Okay. Not great. So not, I didn't not know the grammar time. police was out and about today. Yeah, oh, they're always out. They, you, you can't avoid the grammar police. Okay, so that's, that's for starters. Um, no, my son has mo- brought me more happiness. But it's not like I'm saying I'm never going to watch you again. I just I can't go on, on football not Sundays. Not that you can't. You're just no. choosing not now, how to. About, how, about, how about if he had a game on... I don't know. Nine thirty next Saturday morning. Um, do I, do I work or do I go to that game? You what do, do I do the, there? You do. The, I mean, it's great. You do the show from from the stadium. Yeah. You get the nice little crowd. No, it's it would be awesome. Oh yeah, I'd love great. that. That'd be great. No, uh, I'm not going. He knows I'm not going. Sherry will be there. He'll have a parent now, there. Like, She'll root for him. Just quickly, I know we gotta yeah. get to a break. So how does he take this information? He's like, fine. He's fine. Yeah. No, Which you know what? Actually, sad, I am but, such a a crazy wild man fan at home. That nothing phases this kid. Now, no. is this the re- revenge for him not going to the preseason game with you? No, it's fine. I don't. I don't. I don't hold a grudge. I, it, my kids make their own decisions, and I stand by them, and and I love them for whatever he decides. No, the fact that he's not disappointed. I mean, is is an indictment. He, of you he, as a he's parent. not saying it. He he might be, but it's fun. He's. I said, listen, I want you to tell me everything, and he's gonna. He, uh, he'll come home. He'll fill me in on everything after the Giants are done. And, and after we'll, we'll, they're done, so well, I don't want to hear it during he, the game. He, he just connected on a walk off hit, sent his team to the playoffs. He comes in at three thirty seven. Yeah, got to wait twenty three minutes until the Giant game is over. To well, talk I mean, about your, your timing is completely off. He has a four thirty game. It's the second game of the doubleheader, and. Um, and the well, Giants you get play the point. When the Giants play, and you know he comes home after he just sent his team to the playoffs on a big hit. It's the opening two games of the season, Ty. 
once we get through the yeah. season. You said every Sunday, right? Yeah, uh, pretty much every so I'm Sunday. Saying, yeah. As we progress through the season, we get late in the year. He's got to wait to you know share his excitement with you until the giant game is over. That's right. But then I'm right. To, then I want to hear everything. Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I wouldn't every want to tell pitch, you. Every nope, at bat, nope. everything. I'm going to tell you now or never. How about that? That's what I do. Do it, Ben. Right, then, then do me a favor. Then sit down next to me, and as I'm watching the game, fill me in. <laughs> and you're not going to pay attention. I'm going to pay great attention <laughs> to the game. That's uh, your quarterback fumbles for the fifth time. Listen, you're a Jets fan, pal. All right, 800-919-3776. We have a lot on the table. We have, as we discussed, reflection of 9-11. We have the, the disaster that is the Yankees. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. Ty, what do you think for a frenzy today? Oh, I was just thinking about that, actually. What do you think? Uh, how about eleven fifteen? I I think RJ Bell is going to be with us. Oh yeah, that's right. It's tough to execute that during the uh, ten you. o'clock hour. So we can't do a frenzy at ten fifteen because it we have this interferes Stump with Stump Roth 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 yeah. How do you feel about a ten o'clock frenzy? You know what? Let's do it. Right. So so we are eight minutes away from frenzy then. <laughs> we are. Oh, we my just gosh. decided that really. Really crept up on us, Wait, there, didn't but, it? So what happens when R.J. Bell joins us? He he can't participate in the frenzy. I think that's a lot for him. Yeah. Oh, you think so? I think so. Just uh, being asked football questions is too much for the, the football gambling expert. I think I think rapid fire football could be. I don't know that it is. <laughs> you throw the rapid fire in there to I make think it when sound you more rapid fire. No salutation. He's very long winded. You'd agree with that, right? <laughs> yes. I don't know if anyone on the planet likes to hear themselves talk more right. than Archie. So he's Bell. very long winded. So if all of a sudden you have, you know, someone says, uh, you know, gets right into their question, he could be like, well, hey. <laughs> and he starts going. Yeah, I mean, well, I was I mean, on uh, Cowherd's show earlier this week, and uh, you know, you know, I mean, say, you know, I mean, say hi to me. I'm RJ Bell, and I was on the K show earlier this week, and what happened was, yeah, you know, he's got a story for everything, and I'd be like, listen, can you please, can you, can you please? I, I think the rapid fire portion of it would might be. Too I would much agree. Fun. Good, so, good call. So ten o'clock now, six minutes away. Um, Gary Sanchez, have you had enough of this guy? You're you you, you two are the Yankees fans. I, I just kind of laugh every time he does one of these boneheaded moves. Or I mean, he's he's amazing defensively as a catcher. Are you done, Ty, with Gary Sanchez? Don't give me a whole minute long rambling no, I'm speech. I'm are done. you done? It's very disappointing, but I'm done. Jake. I'm- God, I don't, I don't want it all, Ty. I just want, I want like 10 yeah. seconds or less. I would Jake, say this. We put up with Gary and Glaber's defense because of their offense. So if there's no offense, you kind of can't put up with the defense. So you're done. I At this moment, I think I'm done. That was a very R.J. Bell-like answer. Yeah, very, very That was five answer. seconds, guys. Five, yeah. maybe six. Yeah, you know what? I liked it. I'm not, I don't agree with him. I, I thought you did very well. Uh, all right. Aaron Boone after the game. Oh, this is going to be a treat. Do you think your team came uh, came in unfocused to the game on Friday? No, I did not. I've been asking that question a lot, and no. I, I think these guys are desperately trying to turn this around. I think they are committed to to their process, to what they're doing. We're not getting results right now. We're all pissed off about that. But as far as the intent and the, these guys' focus – um, it's there. We got to play better. You know, we've got to, you know, pitch by pitch, you know, we've got to play better. And when it's not going well tonight, we got to continue to, to grind away, even when it's difficult. And, uh, and we need to be better at that. They look unfocused to me. They look undisciplined to me. They don't look like they were ready to play to me. Now, maybe it's just semantics, right? He says, you got to, 
you know, play better, and maybe that's lack of focus, and, and how do you really know? But, God, they, what a disaster last night. I mean, Montgomery was awful. Torres was awful. Sanchez was brutal. They just stunk. The Mets don't blow at anybody. No one. I mean, every single Mets game is just, you know, God, can, can, they, can they outscrap you and find a way to hang on? And last night they destroyed the Yankees. How do you explain your sloppy play from last night? Here's Aaron Boone. You know, it's just a poor performance, period. And we need to, you know, just, 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 you know, get off to a, a decent start tonight, obviously, get a little bit of a lead, um, but just not being able to play well enough to, to keep it going. And, um, you know, so just a frustrating, awful start to the series. And, and, we got to get through it and, and get ready for tomorrow. You, you realize you have three weeks left of the season. You have these two games and three weeks. And you have now let everyone back in it. You're behind Boston. Toronto's a half game behind you. Oakland is a game behind you. Seattle is a game behind you. So it looked like a, a laugher of you're going to be a wild card team and most likely host it has now become the definition of a dogfight. The definition of it. And and you say, well, you play Minnesota on Monday, and then you have Baltimore, and the schedule's not bad. You know what? The Yankees can lose to anybody. They've lost to Baltimore. They got hammered by the Mets. They've lost to the Angels. I mean, they're above no one. No one. I don't look at any game and think, well, the Yankees can take care of this one. I got Corey Kluber tonight. And tomorrow, I don't even know who my starter's going to be. How can you feel good about the Yankees. The answer is you cannot. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. It's time for a frenzy. <laughs> a football frenzy. Any team, any player, any question. Call now at 888-729-3776 or tweet at Rothenberg ESPN hashtag football frenzy and ask us your NFL questions. All right, here we go. The big 10 o'clock hour, little football frenzy. Uh, we'll see if this is too much for you, Ty. Frenzy, 10 o'clock, Stump Rothenberg, 1030. That's a lot going on in this show uh are you prepared for the frenzy now let's do it all right so here's what it is you think there's anyone listening it's like what well, explain to me what the football frenzy is i don't i don't know it well, i'm absolutely. not familiar of course all right so for those that are just listening for the first time and you, you're intrigued by this football frenzy here's what it is it's kind of an anything goes rapid fire i want football questions answered so you you have uh, who do i like culture seahawks with the number boom do I play Jonathan Taylor at running back? Boom. Um, do you think that the Chiefs have a chance to go undefeated? Boom. Like, wherever you want to go, but here's the caveat. It's quick. It's rapid fire. So I bring you on. Question out. Question out. No salutations. No, how you doing? What's going on? Things good. None of it. Right to your question. 800-919-3776. On the Twitter, at Rothenberg ESPN. Ty, you're ready to roll? Sir, I'm ready to roll. Jake, you're ready to roll? I'm ready to roll. All right, now, if anyone is bad, what are you going to do? You got the buzzer ready? I got the buzzer ready. Let me hear the buzzer. I want, I, before you, you we start this, I want to hear the buzzer. <laughs> Beautiful. Okay? We begin now. Ron and Chester, you're on the frenzy. Will Josh Allen win the MVP this year? Uh, he's certainly up there. I, I saw somebody. It was funny. I saw. I forget who it was. Um, 
saying, I, I think a Dark Horse candidate could be Josh Allen. Dark Horse candidate? Uh, I think he's, he's one of the top five to win the MVP. Uh, Mahomes would be my pick, but he could. I don't think he will, but he certainly could. Uh, Jim and Madison. Jimmy, my man, you're on the frenzy. If Saquon Barkley has another injured or average year, do you have to consider trading him? And if so, what could you get for him? Well, I think therein lies the problem. He would now get paid. So if he, had, so this is his what fourth year in the league. Year one, great. Year two, not great. Year three, not healthy. Year four, you're telling me would not be great. If you were looking for a running back, are you going to now trade for Saquon Barkley? And the answer is no. No, you're not. So, and this is the point: the shelf life of running backs is till they're what thirty. And this would be a guy that has had three or four years that were subpar. What do you think you're going to get for him? A third-round pick? It's not all that exciting. So, no. I think he's going to be a giant, and I think they want him to be a giant. Uh, Lawrence in Staten Island. Lawrence, you're on the frenzy. Lawrence. Oh, no. All right, play the buzzer. Get rid of Lawrence. What a terrible job. Uh, Let's go to Eric in Jersey. Eric, you're next up on the frenzy, my friend. Zach Wilson, more touchdowns, more interceptions. More touchdowns. Uh, to have more interceptions than touchdowns is, is quite a feat. Uh, he's going to have growing pains, but he's going to have more more touchdowns than interceptions. I'm not not too concerned with that. Uh, listen, I, I was on vacation. I come back from from Rhode Island, and all I hear is like talk shows saying how you know Tony Romo loves him and Aaron Rodgers loves him, and like he's going to be anointed to be, go to the Hall of Fame. Uh, I, I like Zach Wilson. I think he's going to have a good season. Uh, he will have growing pains, but I think he's going to have a good season. Rob in North Brunswick, maybe New Brunswick. Rob, you're on the frenzy. Hey, how's it going? Hey, the Steelers. No, 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 no. We don't do it like that. I'm sorry. I'm sure there are people listening right now like, why are you being so mean? Jake, that's what it is, right? That's how we play. I'm sorry. I told you it's not, hey, how's it going? It's, here's my question. Now I'm done. Lou in North Carolina. You can do it, Lou. You're on the frenzy. Can Aziz Ojolari have more than eight sacks in his rookie season? No. No, he cannot. So, but that's well done. Beautifully done. He's in. He asks, he's out. No. To expect, I mean, more than eight. So you're telling me, can Ojolari have nine or more sacks in his rookie season? I mean, can he? I guess in theory he can. The expectation is, in my mind, that he that he probably won't. But that doesn't mean he won't be a, a player. I mean, the Giants have a, a bunch of guys that, that are going to get after the quarterback. And they'd like Ojolari to be one of those guys. Or they'd like Zimenez to be one of those guys. Uh, obviously, Leonard Williams has to be. Dexter Lawrence has to be. Lorenzo Carter, they expect you know decent things from him. So they just need a, a conglomeration of guys able to find their way to the quarterback. Um, Rob Barling says, Zach Wilson, two-plus touchdowns tomorrow. Yeah, I think you're going to get two touchdowns from, from Zach Wilson tomorrow. I don't think this Panthers defense is great. I think the Panthers are going to score points. And I think in return, the Jets are going to have to score points. So, yeah, I think Wilson is going to throw for a couple touchdowns tomorrow. Wow, let's go down to Bill in New Orleans. Bill, you, my friend, are on the frenzy. Who is this year's... Is it too early to know who this year's James Robinson is in fantasy? It is. Uh, you know, he, here's a name to, to keep an eye on uh, because they've had such a, a, a disastrous time with the running backs, and that is Baltimore. They have a kid because Lev Bell's there and Latavius Murray's there and Devontae Freeman is there, and everyone's all excited with those guys. They have a kid, Tyson, I think it's Tyson Williams, who's the only guy that actually was within the organization a couple days ago. 
So just keep an eye on him. And if he's available in your fantasy league, I would snap him up right now because the upside is there. And if he stinks, then that's fine. You move on from him. But I've seen Lev Bell. I've seen Devontae Freeman. Murray is fine. I wouldn't be surprised if this kid, I, and I think it's, Ty, I know it's Tyson, I believe it's Williams, turns out to be a, a legitimate running back because he's been in the system at least. So I think he has the advantage as far as that's concerned. Evan in Jersey. Evan, you, my friend, are on the frenzy. Uh, Robert Moster or Tyson Williams in the flex spot? What, do I- uh, I, what did he say, Mostert? I think you have to go with Mostert just because he's he's the, the surefire starter right now. Now, Trey Sermon's a guy you'd like to get as well, but I, I believe Mostert is probably the answer, at least in week one, because Mostert is is the known. Williams is is the unknown, so I go with the known over the unknown. Uh, 800-919-3776. We're rolling along here on a Saturday morning frenzy on Twitter as well. At Rothenberg ESPN. Uh, Winston in Brooklyn. Winston, you're on the frenzy. Do you think Dak Prescott has played his best game of the season already? <sighs> he was great. Um, no. No. I, I think it's fair to say, and I have been kind of, let's say anti-Dak, but I, I thought he's been a little overrated uh, in the, the beginning stages of his career. Uh, he was great the other night. And why would we believe now that Dak will not continue to play great football? I think the answer is he's going to continue to play great football, and you'll probably get at least one, if not more, moments like you got from him the other night. That's a good defense. right? Now, the secondary is not great, but they can really get after it. I got to tell you, if you're watching that game the other night and you're a fan of the Giants, despite or, or Washington or Philadelphia, despite knowing that Dallas lost that game, I think you came away thinking to yourself, uh-oh, that's not good, what we saw from the Cowboys. Phil in Bayside. Phil, my friend, you're next up on the Frenzy. Tyson Williams or Claypool? Um, I guess the question would be, are you uh, are you in a PPR or not? Uh, I would go Claypool just to start, because you don't know what Williams is going to be. right? He could be four carries for 11 yards. Let's see what he is, and then moving down the road. And that's for everyone. If you have a uh, Claypool's a legitimate receiver. If you have a good play, go with that. Let's see what Williams is week one, and then we will reflect and determine moving forward. 800 919 3776 on Twitter at Rothenberg ESPN. Uh, DJD311 wants to know uh, how many interceptions do you think Jameis Winston will have? This season, I he can't replicate what he's done. Like, there's no way the guy's going to throw 20 interceptions and and have pick sixes all over the place. I think he's got to be better with Sean Payton. Um, 15, which is still a decent amount. I would say 15 is kind of the number that I would put on. I, I think Jameis Winston's going to take the step. I think he's going to take that next step. And and with Sean Payton, because remember, as great as Drew Brees was, Drew Brees was an unknown going to Sean Payton in New Orleans and turned into one of the great quarterbacks in the history of the game. So I, I think Payton will have a huge positive impact for uh, Jameis Winston. Kyle in Queens. Go ahead, Kyle. You're on the frenzy. Okay, by what game will Le'Veon Bell be put on a regular regular team instead of practicing? Oh, I, I think that could be soon. I mean, I think it could be tomorrow or Monday, right, as far as when you're going to see Lev Bell. But I, I don't know that you're going to see a lot of Lev Bell. I, I got to be honest, I don't think Lev Bell's very good. You know, the Jets were so excited we got Lev Bell, and a lot of the conversation was Adam Gase just doesn't know how to use Lev Bell. Uh, maybe Lev Bell's just not good anymore. Maybe it's a combination. 
Maybe Gase had no idea how to use a guy who's also just not very good anymore, right? Gurmeet in Hoboken. Go ahead. You're on the frenzy. Half PPR league start Saquon Barkley or James White. I think you got to go. If Barkley plays, you got to go Barkley. I mean, obviously you'll you'll know. Games at four twenty-five by about two thirty. You're going to know the the intent is that Saquon Barkley is going to play. If he plays, I think you have to play him. Right? I mean, he, he was what your number one first round pick, maybe your second round pick. You go with him. James White's going to be five receptions, sixty-two yards, six carries, thirty-seven yards. Barkley has a chance to just just have it put up a, a huge number. I'm not saying he's going to, but he has a chance. And and if you saw the stat. When when Barkley plays, Daniel Jones's numbers and stats and completion percentage and win law like everything is at a, a different level when Barkley plays. Aaron Redbank, you're on the frenzy, Aaron. Hey, Brandon Ayuk or Chase Edmonds, PPR league. Uh, I like Ayuk a lot. I think he's the best receiver on that team, not named George Kittle. Um, they go to Detroit. I would play Ayuk. I, absolutely. All right, uh, I'll blow it dead here. I think we did well. What do we have, Jake? One misstep there? The guy at the end said hi, and I didn't know if that hi, was... I, I, can, I can deal with it, hi. It went quick into the question, so yeah. I, I let him stay. I, I, can, I can deal with hi. But the other guy came on with like a, a whole... Hey, hey Dave, going? how you doing? Hey, how's it going, Dave? I, I don't understand. If you're listening to me tell you continuously, do not come on and say, hey, how's it going? Why, like 90 seconds later, I would say, all right, <laughs> Bill from wherever you're. Just so you're... used to, you, you know, you're accustomed to to giving the the pleasantries, and you know, first time, long time, Dave. But if I tell you, like, if as you're as you're pulling up to a restaurant, if I say, make sure you leave your fob in the car, twenty seconds before, and then you get out of the car and you take your fob with you, isn't that's your fault, Ty? Yeah, it is. No excuses for it. No excuse. Can I can All I right. just throw one last one? Yes, at uh, yes. Okay, so if I t- I'm gonna pull the Dave Rothenberg. If I tell you uh-huh. the team that gets to the Super Bowl representing the AFC is not the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, I like this question. Uh, well, who would it be? And I, I would assume the options are both Cleveland and Buffalo. Those yep. those seem to be the the team that everyone's highest on. You know, outside of Kansas City. So who would you say? Buffalo. Although Cleveland's so ultra-talented, but here's what I would say. Ultimately, it comes down to, for me, quarterback. And I trust Josh Allen more, in fact, than I trust Baker Mayfield, so I would go with Buffalo. But I don't think it's only those two teams. I think Tennessee. um, That defense, though, last year was not good. It was dreadful. It was was dreadful. But offensively, they're good, and and they certainly should win that division. Um who else is there? I'm, I'm not saying they're going to go to Super Bowl. I'm interested to see what the Chargers are going to be. I'm interested to see what the Colts are going to be. Oh, yeah. I really want to see what the Patriots are. Because, God, could you imagine if you watch Patriots-Dolphins tomorrow and, and, and Mac Jones is good? <sighs> That's going to destroy <laughs> me. I mean, and, and you're like, you have now another, you know, 15 years of now another quarterback. That's going to destroy me. And, and speaking of quarterback, you, so you, you mentioned Josh Allen. Yeah. This is a stat that's going to blow your mind. I came across this the other day. So you remember in, in 2018 um, when the Giants and, J- and Jets both needed quarterbacks, Saquon and Darnold go you know, two and three respectively. Uh-huh. Oh, I remember. Uh, so who was on the board for both those teams? That Josh would be Allen. one Josh Allen. Uh-huh. So since he was drafted— uh, Josh Allen has led the Bills to 28 wins to, to just 15 losses. So 28 wins in three years. The Jets and Giants the last three years combined, 
28 wins. Yeah. That's no surprise. 28 wins. That's, that's no surprise. Allen has tied both the Jets and Giants and wins. Come on. Combined since he's been drafted. That That is absolutely no surprise. None. Uh, now, Dirks Bentley brings the Beers on Me Tour 2021 to Northwell Health at Jones Beach Theater on Friday, September 24th with Riley Green and Parker McCollum. Be the first caller right now at 888-987-ESPN to score a pair of tickets. Brought to you by Live Nation. Tickets on sale right now at livenation.com. Quick break. Come back. We'll get ready for Stump Rothenberg. But more your calls on the Jets, the Giants, the Mets, the Yankees, the disaster that's the Yankees. I mean, if you're a Yankees fan and we're playing like word association and I say Gary Sanchez, what, what, do, you, what do you even say to that? I say Aaron Boone. I say Brian Cashman. I say Joey Gallo. And Gallo had a home run last night. And that annoyed me from the Mets perspective. And I said to my kids, I said, we're watching the game, hits the home run. I said, this guy stinks. Like this, can't, this guy can't, can, he's in like 196. He can't hit his way out of a paper bag and he's hitting a home run here. But you, you wonder why Texas was so willing to get rid of him. Because he, he can't even hit 200, Joey Gallo. He's pompous. Listen, shut up and I'll tell you the story. He's arrogant. Do you think there's a lot of things out there that I wouldn't be good at? And sometimes he's downright mean. I know you know what that's like. To be that uncomfortable, pimply-faced, <laughs> not very popular kid. But now it's your chance to prove him wrong. It's dumb. Call 800-919-3776 with your question and let's stump Dave Rothenberg. All right, you can try. Some have succeeded. Many have failed. Nobody has ever accomplished the Daily Double where they are victorious over me in round one with just a general question. And then also in round two where it's where did this player go to college? Never, ever, ever Happened. By the way, Michael Newman will be seeing Dirk Spentley on us, so congratulations to Michael Newman. He's the winner of those Dirk Spentley tickets. Uh, Ty, give me a uh, updated standings of where we are for Stump Rothenberg, please. All right. Uh, we are now at 223 and 50. 223 and 50. Now, we're going we're gonna to take this through the year and then put that in, like, the historical Hall of Fame and start fresh January 1st of 2022, right? Sure. Okay. Let's do it. You went eight right. and two your your last time here, That's which good. was about three months ago. But uh, let, let's see if we can uh, keep you on track here. Uh, I'm not even going to argue <laughs> with you. I'm not. I'm just. Not, I don't have the energy, and I'm. I'm not in the mood. All right. Are you ready to roll here today? Let's do it. The ones you have screened, you find to be good calls, good questions. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. Are you playing today? Oh, I will be playing. You're playing in the regulation round, or you're only playing no, in the bonus round? You know I do my little uh, machine gun at the end. Machine gun action. Now, Jake, are you playing today? I will be playing in regulation. Regulation. All right, we'll get you in in just a couple moments. Let's go to Parker in Brooklyn. Parker, lead us off on Stump Rothenberg. Okay. Um, there are a lot of dog breeds named after people, such as the St. Bernard, for example. What is the only dog breed named after a fictional character? A fictional character? Could be a movie, a book, a play, but a fictional character. Hmm. A fictional character? It's got to be from a book, and it's probably a long time ago. Uh, it's a breed? 
Yes, a recognized breed by the American Kennel Club. I don't think I'm going to know this. Um, I don't know. Uh, I'm not even going to waste time. I'm going to say it's from a novel, and I'm going to say it's obviously old, but I, I I really don't have the answer. So go ahead. What is it? It's the Dandy Dinmont. It's a, a terrier named for a character in a Sir Walter Scott novel, Guy Mannering. The Dandy Dinmont Terrier. All right. Yeah, I, I all day. That's 0-1. Ty, you must feel so good about things, right? That I'm well, you're, you're a dog owner, so I felt like that was right up your alley. That's a tough question, it's though, a, no? no? it's impossible. Not impossible, uh, but... but that's, that's, listen, that's fine. I mean, you're allowed to ask a difficult question. Mike in Manalapan. Mike, uh, go ahead. You're on Stump Rothenberg. Hey, What's happening? How are you? Tin Cup, Tin Cup, Roy McAvoy, Kevin Costner. The last hole hit a couple balls in the water. How many did he hit in the water? I remember this too. Um, Before dropping the last shot, obviously. Of course. Um, I mean, it was a lot. I think it was tw- 12 or 13. 12. Is that your answer? Oh, gosh. 12, final answer. 12 is what he scored on the hole. He I put think- five in the water. Oh, no. This is terrible. Oh, and two. I don't remember the last time you started 0 2. Well, right now. I mean, we're, we're starting. Oh, July those, those 17th some, was the last time you started 0 2. Those are some questions, though. Those are very, <laughs> very difficult questions, no? <laughs> yeah, but you got you to gotta bring it, man. When, when Rothenberg's giving you this, this wealth of knowledge, as, as he likes to say, you, you've got to bring it. All right. Well, uh, let's, have we ever started 0 3? Uh, Owen three, I'm not seeing here, but um, well, Owen you, two. You like really keep season. copious notes of how uh, what's yeah, going I'm, on with the, the I show, am a right? Season professional. Since oh, by st- the way, Stump Rothberg brought to you by the law offices of Andrew M. Cohen. He may cancel his sponsorship with the. Since the we started keeping started. track uh, this season, we have not started Owen three. Okay, then there's a lot of pressure on me at the moment. Fred, Fresh Meadows, Stump Rothenberg, go. Okay, you're feeling the pressure. I'm feeling the pressure. Oh. Okay, I have, a, I have a Knicks question for you. All right. The three greatest Knicks legends, Willis, Clyde, and Patrick, comprise three of the four players in team history who have earned all NBA honors at least three times. Can you name the fourth? All NBA. All NBA at least three times. Right. God. I mean, my my thought is Willis Reed, Bernard King, and obviously Willis Clyde and Patrick are the three greatest players. Yeah, but there's a fourth. Um, God. Um. So all NBA first team, all NBA either first or second. First or second team. Um, it's not Carmelo. I, I'm thinking Willis Reed. 
Bernard. I don't think Bernard was dead for one of those. I don't know that I'm going to get this one either. I, we could be 0-3. Oh, no. I mean, this is just this is falling tra- apart. tragic. Um, Dave, we call you the human Google in my household. You can't, you know, I'm counting well, you on know you. What? I wish I had my Google working today because I... <laughs> Wi-Fi must be down. Yeah, the Wi-Fi is down today. Um, hmm. I'm going to say Willis Reed. Well, no, I, it was Willis, Clyde, and Patrick are three of the four. So it was oh, a Willis was one of, oh, so I'm looking for someone besides one of those three. Yeah, besides Willis, Clyde, and Patrick. I said there are three of the four players who've done it. So there's a fourth. I mean, Bernard King definitely did it, but I don't think he did it. It's at least three times? At least three times. Carmelo Anthony. Final answer? Yes. No, it was Richie Guerin. Oh, God. Uh, Richie Guerin, I would have never got that. Right, History has been made here. History on the has Robin been made. Show. History has, I mean, the, the line of question, great. Uh, all right, let's go to Chris <laughs> and Beth Page. Chris, uh, he's a very good caller, too. He usually brings it very strong. Chris, let's see if you continue to destroy me here on Stump Rothenberg. Uh, just, Dave, and to, your opening comments were unbelievable. I just wanted to tell you that. Thank I just. You. Keep your own three in perspective of what you were saying in your opening comments. So just remember, it's all just a game. But I understand. Let's, Thank let's you go from there. That, Chris. Um, okay, Dave. Geography. Yeah. There are two. There are two states in the United States that border on eight other states. One of them is Tennessee. Name the other. Tennessee and Missouri. Very good. You're not looking for. All right. Oh, whoo. I was like Shaq at the foul line there, Ty. That was very stressful. You think we go on a run now, though? I, I don't know. Are you the Yankees or are you, are you the Mets? Let's go to – this, this is one of the great names we've ever seen. Hercules <laughs> in Bayside. Hercules. You're on Stump Rothenberg. What's up, Dave? Big fan. How's it Thanks, going? man. Appreciate it. All right. I have a question. Uh, since we're 9-11 and we're doing uh, uh, sports, George Bush – Throw out the first pitch. Who was the first president to throw out the ceremonial first pitch in the history? So, so the first president to ever throw out the first pitch? The ceremonial first pitch, yes. I know this. That was uh, a Howard Taft, I believe. Yes, it is. Yes. Oh! In 1910. I also believe. So that's two and three. All right, Ty, do you feel like we've rebounded here? Yeah, but, I, you know, I'm still a little skeptical. All right, let's go to Dennis in Jersey. Dennis, you're on Stump Rothenberg. Dave, how you doing? I'm good. All right, so Gilligan's Islands. L- I love that Everybody's show. favorite. Yeah. Right? If you're if you're over 40 years old, you know Gilligan's Island. The skipper. He had a birth name. Do you know it? You know what the great thing is? <laughs> you know, yeah, you, I know what the great thing is. You know what the great thing is? Yeah, is, you're a comeback kid. Is as I do. Is is I I actually do. Um, it was played by Alan Hale Jr. If, if memory serves correctly. Oh yeah, that's correct. Um, I'm confident in this, but now now all of a sudden I'm I'm nervous. I, I believe, is it Jonas, 
it was Jonas Quimby. For some reason, that really rings a bell. But now I'm thinking, is that is that right, Skipper? I think he was he was maybe it's Jonas Grumby. It's something like that, though. It's either oh. Jonas Quimby or Jonas Grumby. I think he's Jonas Grumby. Final answer. Boom! You're the best, Dave. Boom! Ah. <laughs> oh. What are we now? Three and three? Three and three, baby. We've you know responded. what? You can only hold me down for so long. We've responded to we've adversity. Re we, we, that, we answered, right? We did. We answered the bell. Yeah. Uh, all right, Jake. Let's see what you got, my friend. Dave, do you remember a couple of weeks ago when we went 16 and 0? Yeah, I do. Feels like we're, so long ago now. We're not doing that today. <laughs> no, we are not. But no. hopefully we can end this with a I four been and three. terrible today. No, 500 pretty good, depending on who you ask. What would you be right now with the six questions? I would be 0 and 6, Dave. All right, so there you go. All right, but let's see if you can go four and three. I knew the, ta I, I knew the Taft uh, question. Okay, good. So you'd be one and five. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. I'm not one and five like Ty, but we'll see if you can end the segment four and three. And I want to say— I don't say, know that this ends the segment. Okay, don't put words right. in my mouth. All right. All right. That's All right. fair. Okay. And I want to say I want some redemption because for the first time a couple weeks ago, you didn't like my question for the first time. So I'm I hoping you like, like my question today. I typically do like your question. I appreciate I that. So Vlad Guerrero Jr. earlier this week hit his 40th home run of the season against my very own New York Yankees. That home run made him and his dad, Vlad Guerrero Sr., the second father and son duo in MLB history to both hit 40 home runs in a single season. Who is the only other father-son duo to both hit 40 home runs in a season? To both hit 40 or more home runs in a season. Oh, I nailed this just now. Yeah, Ty just got it right you in the studio, this? so uh, if you don't get it right, I'm going to be a little disappointed well, in I'm you. Well, I'm clearly smart. Ty would be two and five. So here's my thought process. I'm either Barry and Bobby Bonds, or I'm Cecil and Prince Fielder. Now, I know that Cecil hit 52, I think. And I, we know that, that Barry hit over seven. Kind of. Well, he did hit over 70. He kind of did. Is there any other father-son combo that it could be? This is the difference between a game over 500 and a game under no, 500. No, I understand that... The Big playoff implications. Ramifications here. here. If you'd be quiet for a second, I can think. Well, we don't is want dead air on any other. You got music. Is there any other father-son combination? Bonds, the Boons. Brett Boone hit over forty. Oh, there's no way Bob Boone hit over forty. Uh. Do you like this question at least? I do. I do. Okay, I like cool. Question a lot. Uh, it's a good question. Um, is there anybody else? Not that I can think of. All right. So uh, it's not the Boons because I'm sure that Bob Boone never hit 40. Uh, did Bobby Bonds hit 40? I think Prince. I know Cecil did. I think Prince did. I'll go with Cecil and Prince Fielder. Well, Dave, no, no. <laughs> you had two different father and sons, Barry Bonds and Bobby Bonds and Cecil and Prince. As we mentioned, Barry hit definitely over 40. 
Bobby Bonds, the highest home run total he had was 39. So the other one, which you mentioned, Cecil and Prince, is indeed the correct answer. So great job by you, Dave. Four oh, and three. Back. Four straight, I have risen. Baby. I'm like the Phoenix. <laughs> like I have Lazarus. risen from the ashes. Is David Williams a, a, a new uh, a new caller, or is he on hold for round two? Uh, that that's a new call. But we got to take a break here. Really? We do. Yeah. All right. So then let's do about that. We'll take a break. We will line up. Where did this guy go to college? We're four and three. And we're looking to really put some numbers on the board. Ty has his rapid fire. Fred and Fresh Meadows is hanging on the line to try to be the first ever, ever to go two for two in Stump Rothenberg. And we continue on Stump Rothenberg. Now, Ty, you're ready with your barrage of questions, correct? Oh, I'm ready. I'm ready, we take baby. one more and then go Fred and then go you? Uh, let's do that. Man. All right, Dave Queens, you're next up on Stump Rothenberg. Thank, thanks, Dave. Thanks, Andrew. I'm calling as well. Um, I will give you um, Randolph um, Keys. W- what are you giving me Randolph Keys for? Oh, you, oh, I could ask you trivia? I could ask you a stump? You can, you can. Well, no, okay. no. I mean, I, okay, I, you thank you. To, I, you want me to tell okay, you Randolph I, Keys went I, to I, Southern Miss? Is that what you're looking for? Oh, oh yes, can I ask you my stump? I thought we would. Uh, now you uh, can. If, I got stump for you. Okay. Mark I'm down Randolph 14. Keys as a win, and then we will. Yes, uh, sir. <laughs> I, go ahead. What do you got? Sorry about that. Okay, February 14, 1990, Jordan played in Orlando. Someone stole his um, jersey, his game jersey. He had to wear a generic jersey, nameless. What number did he wear that um, that, that that night? And he hated it. February 14, nineteen ninety. I think it was number 12. You got it, my brother. Thank you. Yeah, All right, so that's six and three. No, we're not going to no, count that. That wasn't what, what, a real question. We're not going to count what? The, 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 the keys. We're not gonna, it wasn't a why real not? question. Why, why, why does it? If, if it was wrong, you'd count it? No. Jake, does Randolph Keys no, count? No, it does not count. I'm it counting it. You got it right. No, Thank it does you. not six count. Six and three. Of course it Why, it why wouldn't it count? Because when he called, the, the question he had was the one that he just asked. You're only you know, allowed you're to ask. You're only allowed to ask one question. Fine, fine. All right. You want to see if Fred can complete the daily double? Let's do it. You think he's going to? It's never happened before. It's never. What would you bet on? He does it or no? I don't think he does. All right, Fred Fresh Meadows. Welcome back, Fred. All right. Thank you. I'm feeling the pressure again. You're gonna. You're, right, I know you're going Knicks here, right? Yes, I'm all Knicks all the time. Okay. okay. Here's the question. Knicks Hall of Famer Dick McGuire spent most of his college basketball career playing locally, right here at St. John's. But he also played college basketball at one other school that, believe it or not, he helped lead to the NCAA Finals. Can you name that college? Ooh. I think, now, I, I, don't, I don't like this question. Where did a guy start playing college? But I think he, he did go to Dartmouth, I believe. No, no, he, pardon me? I think it was Dartmouth. Dave, you are the man. Thank you. <laughs> but I don't like that question. It's yeah, it's you know, it's, it's not what we intend for it to be because it's it's typically where did this guy go to college? Yeah, where did he go to college? Now, where did he go to? He went to college, but he also went to somewhere you else. Got to college. It right. we, Dave, we, I have a question for you. All right. How? Like, does this count? Does it not count? Well, you already it's asked kind of a rhetorical. It's a rhetorical question. Uh, how? Like, why? How do you know this? Like normal human beings, I don't think know this information. 
That internet speed is uh, working well today. After okay, the I got it back start. up and running. You know Are you ready? Like, well, you know what I don't like about you? Because I think Jake is much more respectful to me. Is that when I'm bad and I miss questions, you, oh, see, you don't know. you And when I actually do know stuff, you never give me credit for it. You deserve credit. Six and three. I mean, nothing to sneeze at. Uh, you ready for me? I'm ready We're for up you. Against You're the going top. rapid? Rapid fire. Maurice okay. Spates. Did he go to Florida? Yeah, I think Florida. Final answer. Yeah. Correct. Florida. <laughs> Joe Johnson. Arkansas. Correct. Two of them. Steve Blake. Maryland. Oh. oh. I, I think these are tough. I'm not sure. Vin Baker. Hartford. Wow. <laughs> Jerome James. Jerome James. I think he went somewhere in why are you laughing? Because <laughs> uh, I'm looking at a picture of him in a Knicks jersey. Oh, and I remember well, like, well. Um, how well that went. Did he go to oh, God, either Florida Atlantic or Florida A&M? Um, Florida A&M. Final answer. Oh, God. Yes. <sighs> the gut fails you sometimes. It's pretty big. But in this instance... Uh, it, it treated you well. 11 nice. and 3. Nice. 11 and 3. You end today on That's Stump it? Rothenberg. That's it, baby. You know, one more? I don't want to end on Jerome James. Uh, I usually do five. Yeah, I know, but what a disappointment he was. Don't 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 leave leave All that right, taste in so, my mouth. So Jerome. let's go to ba, 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 Zach Randolph. Michigan State. <laughs> <laughs> and there we three. go. And that's it. That's it. Good Not job. bad, right? I mean, listen, when you start 0-3 and, and then you end 12-3, and 3, <laughs> not bad. Not bad. So we hit 12 in a row. 12 in a row to end. 235 and 53 is the overall standing since we started keeping set day. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com.